1: absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell gmgp it is friday october the 20th 2023 y'all decided to wake y'all asses up ray g bright and early 8 a.m eastern standard time a little bit late it's friday cp time a little bit late but i'm glad y'all are in the damn building this morning what's happening with you kong the king in the building joanna jackson in the building that's my girl joe Mox, Devin, leo anthony marlin jordan baker jimbo was good with you Salvatore, what is Kamara's dynasty value now after getting a million catches last night on the Thursday night slate? Who else we got in the building? Garrison, Ty DeClaire, Job Webb, we got a damn good show. What's up with you? Jackie Moon, disappointed in Olave's production off 15 targets. So yeah, he was targeted hella last night, but uh, did not get it done through the air. But we'll get into that game. Cut the music, Jay Rich. Cut the music. Hey, we got to get in and get out today. I'm going to the Rangers game. Game uh, Game five. American League Championship, man. Let's go. We're trying to get to that World Series. Going to Rangers game today, so we got a lot to talk about, a lot to get into Injuries, news and notes, Thursday night recap, and a wonderful slate of football this weekend. I don't know if y'all have looked at the schedule, but we shall talk about it. Jay Rich is not as enthused about the games this weekend, but we're going to jump into all of that good stuff. Appreciate y'all being here. Make sure you're tapped into every single thing that we're doing at Destination. Debbie, I don't know if y'all are aware, but Jay Rich, yesterday a lot of people have been asking about this damn Trinity stuff, and we posted a yep. video. Trinity score is almost live, so there's a video on YouTube right now. Yesterday, me going through all those metrics that we talk about for wide receiver, we got it figured out, baby. We solved the damn wide receiver position. I'm telling y'all, check out the Trinity video dropped yesterday. Really, really, really excited about this tool. I think it's going to help a lot of people out, really navigate the complex waters of the wide receiver position. So check it out. That's all dropping on DD.com, hopefully by next week. But
0: Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited for you going to the Rangers game, hopefully going to beat the Astros. Very mm. excited. You know, for you who wasn't a big baseball fan until very recently, your son got into it. Now you're into it going to yeah. your first playoff game, man. That's so exciting. I've never yeah, even man. been to a playoff game, so very excited for you.
1: Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Jay. But uh, no baseball talk today. We got a, got, we got a lot to get through. And we got a lot to cover in a short amount of time. So I know there's a lot of news items out there right now, Jay. So just hit the people with what's cracking right now. What do we need to look forward to this weekend, be concerned about? And I also saw that we got a dope player coming back to the field pretty soon, right?
0: Yeah, so the, I'll try and be brief. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, not expected to play this week, but we don't know. Is Aiden O'Connell and who's going to be or is it going to be Brian Hoyer? Daniel Jones did get a limited practice in, so we do expect him back. On the 49ers front, though, Monday night, we do not know if Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel are going to be active this week. But as you mentioned, Kyler Murray was designated to return. So was Jalen Ramsey, by the way. But we're talking fantasy here. So Kyler Murray designated to return, which is great for the Arizona Cardinals. And great if you have him in fantasy. We weren't sure if we'd see him at all. Obviously, the Cardinals have been a great surprise so far to start the season. But getting Kyler Murray back, potentially even as early as next week, week eight would be great. Potentially have him through the fantasy playoffs. And if you do have him on rosters, keep him. I know there's people trying to trade for him right now worst time to try and trade for Kyler Murray is when he is supposed to come back should have been doing that a long time ago Terrace Marshall was given permission to request a trade with his agent so hopefully he gets on the move we have seen some things from Terrace Marshall but he's like the fourth option right now in Carolina and that's really not too great for him Deshaun Watson did return to practice although the prospects of him playing this week do still seem bleak on Wednesday he was basically saying he's week to week I'll be back when I'm back Fans weren't too happy about that, but Amari Cooper did confirm that he would be at practice yesterday, and he was. So that was a good sign for Watson in terms of him actually getting on the field. Kyron Williams, his injury was more serious than we expected. Ronnie Rivers was also placed on IR. So now there is a depth chart for the Rams backfield of Zach Evans. They signed Royce Freeman. They signed Miles Gaston. And apparently they also signed Daryl Henderson to their practice squad. So one of the worst backfields to try and predict this week is definitely the Rams. We have Deontay yeah, Johnson. You know Johnson. what that means? You know what that means? What?
1: Fire up Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. It is about to just be pass
0: heavy offense in LA. Yes. And if you want some great data on that Rams offense, check out my podcast that dropped this morning oh, on DD Radio. Mm, Talk little plug about there. it real quick, Jay. Talk about it real quick, Jay. What, so, what is okay, in that very podcast? quickly Yes. I talked about personnel data, formations, and snaps for all 32 teams. The good, the bad, the ugly, the buy lows, the sell highs. It it, it is a mountain of data. So definitely get a notepad out. I talked a little fast. It's a long one. But there is a lot of good information there to decipher. Like tons of little nuggets. Tutu Atwell, we'll get into him. Michael Pittman playing the highest snap share amongst wide receivers in the NFL right now. Higher than Jamar Chase. All kinds of crazy data in that episode. Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth returned to practice this week. They are trending towards playing on Sunday. Jameer Gibbs as well also returned to practice. Let's the go. Jets traded Miko Hardman back to Kansas City, ah. which I don't know how I feel about that for fantasy football, but we will talk about that a little bit later. Dalton Kincaid also returned to practice, and Aaron Jones returned to practice as well and is expected to play this week. In terms of teams on by, Ray, six teams on yeah. by. Carolina, Cincinnati, your Dallas Cowboys, the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, and the Tennessee Titans. Not too bad in terms of buys when you're talking about the Titans on buy and the Jets on buy, but definitely we want our Cowboys, we want our Bengals, we want our Texans, and we want our Adam Thielen's as well.
1: John Webb, don't fall for another KC wide receiver. Um, I don't think people are jumping up and down for the McCall Hartman news, but good for him. I saw one of the beat reporters say they have not seen a happier player at practice than McCall Hartman was yesterday <laughs> getting out of New York and going back to the, uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs. I guess grass isn't always greener on the other side. Jay, how you feeling about Kyler Murray? This is a player that I didn't think would play at all this year. I was like, there's no way – the Cardinals want to tank They're the number team in football. one overall pick. Yeah. Worst team in football. They're not the worst team in football. It does not look like they're going to have the number one overall pick. So I guess they're like, you know what? If you're healthy, get your ass out of here and play. Let's get some Let's get some cohesiveness going with our, our offensive group before we bring in some more weapons next year. But good to see Kyler Murray back at practice. We had a big conversation, so mm-hmm. we're going to do this right now, Jay. We're going to do the game. We're going to play oh. Would You Rather, our favorite game on the show. Oh, we're nice. going to play Would You Rather, a little Kyler Murray edition, all right? So I'm going over okay. to our favorite our favorite source of uh, of Dynasty information over here. Going to keep trade cut and taking a look at the uh, quarterback rankings. And I just want to play a little game. Would you rather Kyler Murray or Jared Goff right now? Kyler Murray or Jared Goff? Ooh, Dynasty, not
0: seasonal leagues. Give me Kyler. Give okay, me Kyler. I'm calling my shot on Kyler.
1: Okay, you want Kyler over Goff, all right? Let's go Kyler Murray. Or Brock Purdy.
0: Give me Brock Purdy. Give me Brock Purdy. Really? You take Kyler I, over? I, I I stand with Brock Purdy. Apparently, it's it's very difficult not to like the kid, though. All
1: right, Kyler Murray
0: or Trevor Lawrence. Honestly, after last night, I'm kind of tempted to say Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence uh, put up a pretty good uh, game and when he was uh, banged up yesterday. So uh, shout so, out Trevor Lawrence for uh, last so night. So
1: now you want to shout him out after you've ripped him every single week we get on the show. All right. Kyler I said he Murray, hasn't been that good. Kyler, Kyler he Murray or Bryce Young?
0: Bro, give me Kyler Murray. Okay, just, I, I want I'm nothing to do asking, with Bryce Young. I'm so.
1: just asking. Final one. Kyler or Kyler's healthy. Dynasty moving forward. Not today. Moving forward. Kyler Justin or no, Kyler or Tua.
0: Oh, I want Tua. I want, you want the Tua offense. Kyler? Okay, pretty simple. I, I understand the contract situation for Tua, but if you got the contract for Tua, it's pretty easy. He's got to be getting. He's got to be getting the contract. Right. The contract has to be. Yeah. Done.
1: It, 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 yeah. I was listening. Uh, I was listening to you know ESPN. I listened to a little bit of everything just to hear what people are talking about, and they were talking about NFL MVP. Kyler... Tua Tagovailoa or Tyreek Hill for NFL MVP? Who do you think should get it? And I know what everybody's going to say. Well, they'll give Tua the MVP and then they'll give Tyreek Offensive Player of the Year. But Tyreek Hill is on pace for 2,300 receiving yards right now, Jay. 2,300. I don't know what his touchdown rate is or what his projected touchdown total is. But if Tyreek Hill cracks 2,000 receiving yards this season in the fashion in which he's doing it, and I'm not talking about 2,001. He's 2100 yards 2150 you know 14 15 touchdowns is there a case to be made that Tyreek Hill who is not even in the top I believe eight MVP odds right now should he be considered NFL MVP if he cracks 2000 yards absolutely
0: absolutely right you want another nugget and stat on Tyreek Hill he's only playing 65% of snaps 65% imagine what do you do if he was playing even 80% of snaps like what he's doing and for how little he's on the field is absolutely absurd. Like, yes, of course, Offensive Player of the Year, but I think we all know that this team goes as far as Tyreek takes them as good as Tua is. Tyreek is really the one that breaks the game, that when everything is going wrong, they get the ball to Tyreek Hill, and he makes the play even beyond the throw that Tua makes to get him the ball. But Tua has been great getting the ball down the field, so credit to Tua for that. But definitely, there was a case to be made for Tyreek Hill as NFL MVP.
1: All right, Jay. Let's get into the games this weekend, and we've looked at them. We kind of talked about the slate before we got started today. Oh, well, real quick. Any other the injury news that is is extremely concerning to you? I know we kind of joked about it, but I do think the Rams' pass catchers are where I want to. I want them. Yeah. I just want with this running with these injuries. Royce Freeman, Miles Gaskin, Daryl Henderson, Zach Evans. They're just going to run just enough to keep defenses honest, but it's going to be the Matt Stafford show. So I'd be firing up all those guys. I'm a little concerned about Daniel Jones. They're all talking about his neck and how mm-hmm. how scary this is. Who knows, man? These damn you know doctors on Twitter, they don't get to physically analyze them, so we don't really know how much of that is whatever it is. Deshaun Watson's situation seems a little weird, and I'm happy to see yeah. Jameer Gibbs play uh, this weekend. But we got Baltimore versus Detroit, Jay. Baltimore-Detroit. This should be a good game. I'm excited for this game. We talk, We were looking at it. It's the first one we want to put up here and highlight. Baltimore favored by three with a 43-point total, game total over under 43. Storylines, Jay, I mean, you got it in the show sheet. You fired this up, and I, I think you are spot on here with the top storylines out of this game. Lamar Jackson versus Jared Goff. These are two quarterbacks. Jared Goff, if you're being real, playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, after yep. the week that he just had not having, you know, he's, he's had to do this without Jameer Gibbs, without David Montgomery. I'm in to Brown, a little banged up sometimes. Jared Goff is playing incredible. And Lamar Jackson has had has had very good performances. You know, he's, he's making it happen with that team, despite some of the deficiencies that that offense has, right? With the wide receiver core, offensive line health, lack of a running game. He's leading the team in rushing. He's doing it through the air. He's getting Zay Flowers the ball. What do you think about this matchup? This one should be very fun, Jay.
0: Yeah, I think this is a, probably a more important matchup for Jared Goff. You know, twenty to one to an MVP, Lamar Jackson eighteen to one. But this would be a massive win on. All- uh oh, is is Jay Rich frozen?
1: Jay Rich might be frozen. I think Jay Rich is frozen. Jay Rich is frozen. Let's get him off of the screen till he gets all that stuff cleared out. But yes, this is a it's a big matchup. He was talking about it. Jared Goff, Lamar Jackson. I want to see both of these quarterbacks play, y'all. These are these are two quarterbacks that are not just good quarterbacks, but they're good for the rest of the offense. Jared Goff getting the ball to Sam Laporta, getting the ball to Amon Ross St. Brown, getting the ball to Josh Reynolds down the field if you have him in best ball. And then Lamar Jackson, we know Gus Edwards is going to get his customary 12 touches out of the backfield, but it's probably not going to be a lot of yards. So how much can Lamar do versus his defense that has been much improved with Aaron Glenn? Everybody talked about Detroit's defense being their weak spot, not being able to help this team out. The offense is going to have to carry him. And through the first six weeks of the season, shit, the defense has been right on par with the offense, helping limit, helping limit opposing offenses to big plays, putting their offense in good situations and letting Jared Goff do his damn thing. So I don't know how healthy Jameer Gibbs is, honestly, I don't. Oh, Jay Rich just texted me. He said his effing power went out, so he'll be back when he can. It's all good, Jay. I don't know how healthy Jameer Gibbs is, nor do I know who's behind him. But this is what we wanted. Like this is the this is what we wanted out of Jameer Gibbs. Here's your opportunity. No David Montgomery. I just want to ask y'all, chat, if he goes out there and face plants this week. How are we feeling about Jameer Gibbs? If he goes out there, face plants, uh, how how are we feeling about Gibbs? I'm looking at the comments. They're throttling Jay Rich, carry the team, Ray. We're going to do it together, fam. I got us. I'm going to put us on the back. We're going to get us through this show, Jay. It's all good. Yeah, Jay Glitch. Ooh, that's a good one. Jay Glitch, that damn AOL. Internet, y'all leave my dog alone. On the Ravens side of the ball, uh, honestly, honestly, on the Ravens side of the ball, What I'm hoping to see is right now you look at this Baltimore passing attack, and it's a consolidated target share. It is going to Zay Flowers, and it's going to Mark Andrews. Zay Flowers got in the end zone last week, scored a touchdown, six catches, 50 yards. Still waiting on that blow-up Zay Flowers game, and I feel like it's brewing. I feel like it's right there, and here's the good thing. If Detroit can go out there and do what they've been doing, which is put up points, it's going to force Baltimore to, st- to throw the ball more. So you're firing them up. Must start, Zay Flowers. Your must start, uh, Sam Laporta. Mark Andrews, Amon Ross, St. Brown, along with the quarterbacks. Those are must-start players. Got some flex options for you. I do think you can still flex Josh Reynolds, Jamison Williams in a pinch if you're desperate, hoping for a big play, fingers crossed. Gus Edwards, Justice Hill... Jay Rich has on the show sheet, if you need a body, you could throw both of those running backs in, but you probably don't feel very confident about either of those guys. But this should be a good game on the early slate because there's some dirty games that we're about to get to next, which the Chicago Bears and the Las Vegas Raiders. Joe, our Raiders, girl, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know who's playing quarterback. I don't know who's doing any of that stuff for for Las Vegas this weekend. Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell, no idea. But uh, the Bears, we know Justin Fields is not going to play. Varying reports about the about the thumb injury. I'm seeing a lot of people saying I don't know how. Justin Fields does not have to have surgery after dislocating his thumb. One week, four weeks, eight weeks. I have no idea. But it's the Tyson Bajant show versus the, listen, this Raiders defense, I'll just say this, if you've actually watched him play, Like, it's not not that they're just awful out there. I mean, Max Crosby is a madman off of the edge, and, you know, defensively, can they improve? Can they be better? Absolutely. But the defense isn't out there just giving up points left and right. I mean, I feel like at least watching them, they play fine. They're all right. They're they're not as uh, inept as a lot of people like to think. This is a game where they got to have this one, though, right? This is two-and-a-half-point favorites at home versus this uh, small school starter for the first time. So... Big storylines coming out of this one. Is this a Josh Jacobs get right game? We continue to talk about our boy Josh rocking that big ass number eight jersey. But is this a get right game for Josh Jacobs? It better be. I hope it is. You know, Jacoby Myers has been absolutely dominant. DeAndre Hopkins, not DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams seems like he's a little disgruntled with everything that's going on in Las Vegas right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. I see some people right here, chi defense going to step it up. All right. Um, what else do we have? Foreman and Jacobs about to get fed 25 touches each. So let me just ask you guys this. Is it confirmed that Roshan Johnson is out? Is Roshan in or out? I know last night I had a work event, so I really wasn't paying attention to a lot going into the Thursday night game. But is Roshan good to go this week? How many dump offs do we think Jacobs is getting? Probably a lot. Probably a lot, Kong. Probably a lot. On the Chicago side of the ball, my eyes are all focused on one player and one player only, and that is DJ Moore. DJ Moore, right now, you look at his Trinity score, combination of a lot of different passing metrics, air yard, target share, some other things, and it's sky high. I mean, it's sky high. But then you start looking at his fantasy points over expected and what he's supposed to do compared to what he's actually doing. Feels like there's some big-time regression coming for D.J. Moore, and that's with Justin Fields on the field, right? Now you take Justin Fields off of the field, you put Tyson Bajan in. I'm a little concerned about D.J. Moore moving forward this season with this quarterback situation. Am I concerned about him long-term? No, he's he's been a dope wide receiver, but I just don't know with this quarterback if he's going to continue to put up the type of numbers that he's been putting up We'll see big game. That's who up. All eyes are on for me from Chicago. Jay Rich is back. Jay Rich, what's up, man? You you good now? You good now? It's all right, man. Hey, the chat chat flamed you for a little bit. Flamed you for a little bit. There are some very good names that if you scroll up, Jay Glitch was one of the names that I really liked instead of Jay Rich. But you're in the building talking about this game. I I think you purposely missed this one because you had no uh, no plans to really talk about this one. And I see Scott saying concerning. That Roshan is in concussion protocol for the 14th straight day. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Roshan is not practiced yet. This is this is a little concerning for Roshan Johnson still not being able to get on the field. We thought he might be able to play last week with the extra day, with the extra couple of days rest with him playing on yep. Thursday night, but didn't come to fruition. So here we are. Fire up Deonta Foreman and Kyrie blasting game and whoever else they have. So not looking good. For Roshon Johnson this weekend, let's pivot to uh, well, let's talk about the starts. You're starting Devonte Adams, you're starting Jacoby Myers, you're still starting DJ Moore, you're starting Josh Jacobs. Those are your guarantee yeah. must starts. I'd ask you this: Do you think Michael Mayer is in must start territory yet, or still kind of still kind of brewing, bubbling? And think about who we have on bye. Remember, no Jake Ferguson yeah uh no dalton schultz and that's really it i guess tyler conklin so are you fired are you fired up yeah no 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 michael mayer you starting him this week do you feel confident playing michael mayer this
0: week i feel okay about it if you're in a spot where you need him i don't hate the spot mainly because when you think about the situation he's playing with probably the quarterbacks he's more familiar with than jimmy garoppolo right being a younger guy rookie Probably playing a lot with AOC, probably playing a lot with Brian Hoyer on the practice squad, on the second unit, because he wasn't running with the ones. Now he is, but he's still playing with the backup quarterbacks in this game. So I don't hate the spot. You know, I think the matchup's pretty good against the Bears. Obviously, we expect Jacoby and Devontae Adams to eat, especially after Devontae was very outspoken this Mm -hmm. week about not getting the ball in his diminished role in the offense. But I think it's going to start and stop with Josh Jacobs. I think it could be a big game for him, I believe, on DraftKings right now. His yardage total alone is already projected for over 100. I think he gets a heavy workload in this game against the Bears' defense. Yeah, it's like 75 on the ground and another like 23, 24 through the air. So he's going to see a lot of work in this game. We've been waiting for that big Jacobs game, and it finally may come this week against the Bears. And I think that, you know, with what we saw from Mayer last week, definitely encouraging signs for him going forward as well.
1: All right, Jay. The Indianapolis Colts travel to Cleveland, where they are three-point favorites. Forty and a half over under total score in that game. Storylines.
0: This game Col- is in Indy. In it's indie. in
1: Indy. Well, you have yeah, it versus yeah, so Cleveland. Indy
0: versus instead of Indy at Cleveland, right? So home team first, away team second. Well, in I
1: indie. don't. Well, I put at. So you have you have. I've thrown uh, you off. Uh, destroyed it's okay. my show sheet. Yeah, that's why I'm back. Cleveland is at Indianapolis. Stop top storylines out of this one, Jay. Jonathan Taylor, running game. Do they yes. finally let JT loose or is this full blown committee like we've kind of been talking about by the cut by the you know the past couple of weeks? What do they do? Zach Moss is playing damn good football. I feel like you gotta start him. Like I'm not benching him. I did that last week and I feel real bad about putting Zach Moss on the bench. But do the Colts turn him loose? And even if they do, is this the right defense to even turn him loose against? Because Cleveland is stingy, the best defense in the NFL. Do you really want to – I don't know. You're going to start him, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're going to start him regardless. But is he going to find that type of success versus this defense –
0: the success is one conversation, right? But I think the opportunities and just putting the ball in your best player's hands and giving your team the best situation to win, that, for me, screams Jonathan Taylor against the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have the best pass defense in the NFL. Yes, the Colts do run a lot of 11 personnel with three wide receivers, but that's not the way you're going to beat the Browns. So I think your best bet is to give the ball to Zach Moss, to give it to Jonathan Taylor. Does that mean they're going to have a ton of success? No, but I think the opportunity share for both these running backs should be high, given the fact that, one, if Watts doesn't play, they should be relatively in this game. It's in a dome, so there's not going to be a bad weather environment, right. potentially, which I think is good for all parties, right? And offense overall, still a 40-point over-under, which isn't great, but for this slate, it's actually pretty decent. It's not bad. And I still really like Shane Steichen's ability to scheme and play call, right? So I think all those factors combined, I do think it could be a big JT game. They really need. Him in this matchup against the Browns and I don't think they're tanking at all right so even though they have Minshew they're still going to go for it each and every week I think this is a perfect spot for Taylor that you have to start him because the opportunity should be there for him the success we'll see but the opportunity should be there and he is projected for more yards than Zach Moss right now on DK so that gives me courage as well to say he's probably going to get more work more opportunities but we'll see about the touchdowns and what the ultimate yardage ends up being against this Cleveland defense listen I don't mind how
1: they're using Taylor. I really don't. I understand it's much different than we have been accustomed to seeing that caliber of running back be deployed, but I actually don't mind the committee approach. It's just I've embraced it. I've sort of adopted that this is the way the NFL is going for some time, and I think it keeps both players fresh. If you listen, again, I'm just telling y'all because – It's one of the few elite athletes that actually participate in fantasy sports and has no problem talking about what happens behind the scenes. But the show with Matt Harmon and Austin Eckler, getting inside information, he's very candid about it. And listening to one of the best running backs over the past couple of years talk about having a running mate, having somebody to share the work with, how much better you feel, how much refreshed you are. I think a lot of teams should deploy a similar uh, tactic. So when you're talking about the must-starts from this game, Jerome Ford, Jonathan Taylor, Amari Cooper, you're firing up all of those guys. Uh, Michael Pittman, in my opinion, you're starting him. He's a must-start player. I know Denzel Ward's on the other side. He's a must-start asset. You, You just said it. He's running more routes, more snaps than any wide receiver in the NFL. He's the number one target earner on that team. You're not benching him. Even in a difficult matchup, unless your wide receiver core is absolutely loaded, you're starting Michael Pittman. I think your flex options are Josh Downs, Kareem Hunt. I really don't want any Elijah Moore, and all they do is literally throw him the ball behind the line of scrimmage or try to run him on orbit motions and jet sweeps. That's the only thing they do with Elijah Moore. David Njoku, in this tight end landscape, you probably have no choice but to start him. Uh, That's that's where it is. And, you know, Zach Moss, I'm not going to say must start, but if you have him, I probably would not bench him. So he's probably a solid flex option. The New England Patriots are at home, correct, versus the Buffalo Bills? So home game versus Buffalo, Jay. Last week, it was Bill Belichick. Are they going to pull Mac Jones? Mac Jones played very conservative football, did not want to turn it over, still had one interception, but he was not the sole reason why the New England Patriots lost that matchup. Now they get the Buffalo Bills, and the over-under total in this one is lower than the game that we just talked about, 40 points. In this game, Jay, with Buffalo favored by damn nine. Poof. Top storylines, Jay, what we got for this one?
0: For me, it's can Buffalo actually put up a good performance against a bad team, right? We all expected them to annihilate the Giants this past week, especially at home. And what did they do? They stunk up the joint. The running game was awful. Josh Allen wasn't very good. Stephon Diggs was okay, but he was the only guy who really showed up for fantasy football. And in this matchup, when you have a team like the Patriots that gets 30 put on them regularly, can we please Buffalo, for the love of God, fantasy football needs you now, Josh. Your QB4 based off DraftKings rankings right now, Stephon Diggs is in the top 10. Like, please show up put up a big game on the Patriots. why are
1: you on Josh Allen's head so much, man? What did Josh Allen
0: do to you, man? Come on, man. I mean, to be fair to Josh, you know, the AC joined. God damn it, Josh. Just stay healthy, man. But it's like, just do it when you need to do it. Like, against Jacksonville, okay, their defense is good. We saw it again last last night. They have a good defense at times, and they played really bad in London. But then they show up and play bad again in Buffalo, right? At home, in front of their home fans on a primetime game. Now you're going to New England, a team that you've dominated over the years. Mm -hmm. Like, put foot in ass and destroy them and get us a good performance of fantasy football. That, that to me, is the big thing. Uh, Stephon Diggs looking for another 100-yard game. For people who aren't aware, Stefan Diggs has had 85-plus yards in every game he's played against the Patriots. Mm. Outside of that one game where it was windy as hell and he only had 51 yards, that was the game that Mac Jones only threw three passes in his rookie season, for people who do recall that game. Stephon Diggs still had 50 yards, but 85 yards plus in every other matchup since joining the Buffalo Bills. So really like Diggs. I mean, not really a shock there. But my storyline, Ray... Is James Cook still viable for Uh fantasy football? Because last week, Uh he split snaps with Latavius Murray. 50-50. You know, I was looking at snap shares. I was looking at all this stuff this past week. What do we do with James Cook? Is he still the guy that you want to start in Buffalo?
1: Sure. Yes, I think. Yes, he's the guy. You're not going to start Lat Murray over him. Like, you're not doing that. I I think the – listen – He's fine, man. This is this is what I, I talked about James Cook coming into season. I know a lot of people are hype on him and he's just he's just he is just somebody that can run the ball, man. <laughs> he is a he is an unspecial running back. That's just Yeah. He's fine. He's fine. Yes, you could start him. Yes, you could play him. Yes, he could rip off a run here or there, but he's the type of cat that the moment they find somebody better, they will replace him. He is he is just a, he is a regular Run of the mill running back that does nothing special. He has no special attribute. I guarantee defensive coordinators aren't sitting up at night figuring out how to stop James Cook. I guarantee you that. He's fine, man. You're starting him, the running back landscape today. He's in a great offense. There is opportunity. It is concerning that him and Lat Murray, like you said, 50-50 split last week. But yeah, you're going to, you're going to start James Cook, but it's it's an uninspiring start. Every single week you throw him out there. Is he the guy? Yes and no. Yes, he's the guy, but no, he's not for the now. guy. So, yeah. That's that's where I'm at with James Cook. Must start. Stephon Diggs. You've got Ramondre Stevenson as a must start in this matchup.
0: I think it's a good spot for Ramondre. I think they're going to have to utilize him, right? Mm-hmm. I, again, it's do the Bills really blow out the Patriots so Ramondre isn't usable? And even if they do that, I think Ramondre is still going to get work in the passing game because all they have right now is Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker. We, see, we may see Juju Smith-Schuster back. DeMario Douglas as well could be back this week. Both were at practice, but we'll see their status when Sunday ultimately comes around. I think we still see a lot of Ramondre. He's still playing 67% of snaps on the season. Zeke is getting some work, but not a ton. I think it's still a good spot to start Ramondre. And in this week where there's a ton of running backs on by, you probably have to start. You're going him. To that, again, the- yes. it's not a must start because you want to, but in this I landscape you. this I week, you. He's he's a must start. You're you. not going to think about you. benching him this week. You
1: don't have Tony Pollard. You don't have Chuba Hubbard. You don't Brees have Brees Hall. Brees right? Hall. Like, you don't have Derrick Henry. You don't have Joe Mixon. Yes, you've got to Damian Pierce, whomever. Yeah, you're yes, you're right. He is a must yeah. start. I also think that makes James. If that's the case, then James Cook's not a flex option. He's also a must start. Then and then Lat Murray's the flex option. Kendrick Bourne. Mm. Look at ten damn receptions. So if you need a desperation, that's where I'm at, yeah. If you need a desperation option at wide receiver, I think Kendrick Bourne is fine, and then Gabe Davis. Hopefully, he can catch and not fumble the ball this week, Jay. I know you said this game feels like it's going to be a nasty one, but I think this one could be mildly entertaining because the oh, teams don't are say just. That. I think it could be mildly entertaining. I think this one could be a sneaky. Last time you, every time you're dismissive. I'm just telling you, be mindful, because I will record this and replay it on Monday, but you got two kind of bad teams playing against one another, and I feel like they just may air it out. It's the New York Giants and the Washington Commanders. Washington's favored by two and a half, 37 and a half point over under. I may look at some all lines and take the over (laughs) on this one, but just looking at it, I mean, it's it's two YOLO quarterbacks. You got YOLO Jones versus the gunslinger himself, Sam Howell who the certainties in life are death, taxes, and Sam Howell getting sacked about 11 times. But you know what? He's going to throw the ball 40, 50 times, and it's probably going to be some good passes in there. So I'm excited to watch some Sam Howell versus uh, Daniel Jones in this matchup. You get Brian Robinson and Saquon Barkley. You get you a little bit of Darren Waller and Logan Thomas. I think there are quite a few fantasy options that... You can start and or flex in this matchup. So we're talking about a game in which we want to start some players. I think you can start a lot of cats in here. Now, will any of them do a damn thing? I don't know. I don't know. And the odds makers are saying they don't know either. But I kind of, I think this one is a little, I think there could be some hidden points in this one, Jay. I'm all right with the Giants and the Commanders.
0: Yeah, right. This one is very concerning for me, not from the standpoint of, like I want to start players because you're right. Every point you're making the Washington commanders defense is terrible. Like they've been getting <laughs> shredded through the air all season long. They're allowing two passing touchdowns a game, which, you know, doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot. It's one of the highest rates in the NFL. You talk about on the other side the giants, one of the worst defenses in the league. Yes. And yes, they yeah. looked good last yes. week against the bills, but for the majority of the season, they're allowing DeBrow, 30 points a game as well. Debra
1: said it. He said he's going to crush New York man's coverage. So Sam Howell, you know the Giants and Wink Martindale wanting to man up, Terry McLaurin and those guys could be ugly. Could be they could be forced. And Saquon looked good coming back off yes. the ankle injury. He looked damn. He looked like Saquon Barkley. So I I kind of want to see what happens in this one. Jay trying to make the yeah, best. Listen, 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 listen. Damn it. We sit here and complain all off season. Ah, football. I just can't wait for it to come back and. This sucks and no one likes basketball and baseball. Then we get in here. We're already into week seven. Like we're already like you better appreciate yep. these shitty games because before you know it, it's a wrap and we're done. No more football. And then it's just arguing about a terrible running back class in 2024. So you better appreciate these shitty games. I'm excited to watch this one, Jay.
0: Yeah, this one's interesting. You know, Terry McLaurin, 10-plus targets, 80-plus yards in the last two road games. I think this is another great spot as well when you're talking about Jalen Hyatt getting behind that Washington defense. He's been playing more and more snaps every week. He had the second-most snaps at wide receiver for the Giants last week, only behind Darius Slayton, another player I really like to go down the field and catch some downfield targets against this Washington defense. And then, of course, Wondell Robinson as well has been heavily utilized, Ray. Your boy, Isaiah Hodgins. Pretty much out of the wide receiver rotation this at this guy. point. This I'm just guy. this was your guy, Isaiah Hodgins. You were all in on Isaiah Hodgins, but his his time is pretty much done. So I think you look at the Washington Swiss Cheese defense. Washington allowing two passing touchdowns per game. On the other side, of course, the Giants not any better on defense. I really like Terry McLaurin. I think Dotson is interesting um surprisingly Ray you want to stat on Dotson he actually has a lower projected uh points right now on DraftKings than Curtis Samuel who I think we all would agree is a pretty decent option in PPR formats right now so if you wanted to start him I'd be okay okay going Samuel over Dotson I think it's going to be close between the two and I really do think Hyatt is a deep league flyer this week because he is playing more he is playing more snaps with Saquon back you have to expect the run and if he's going to be playing in those two wide receiver sets He's the guy that's going to make the big play down the field and play action.
1: You trust Jalen Hyatt over Darius Slayton?
0: No, I would still play Slayton okay. first, but I think you know, like behind him, like I said, deeper option, yep. deeper leagues. Um, you know, probably Wandell over him in PPR. How do you feel about, because- you
1: feel about Gibson?
0: He's getting work in the receiving game. He plays a lot, but he just doesn't do a lot. It's a great spot for B-Rob, though, because the Giants are terrible against running backs. So, again, if you're going to run the ball, I think, you know, starting with B-Rob is perfect. Gibson could get involved, but I think it's more passing down the field from Sam Howell than dumping it off to Antonio Gibson.
1: Yeah. Give me, how do you feel? I mean, you're starting Daniel Jones, right? Like you kind of have no choice in the super flex. If you have him versus this defense, are you going to fire up Jones? It's
0: the only thing that concerns me is it's a divisional game that could be really ugly. Well, Well, the, the neck isn't, yeah, the neck, the neck isn't great either. And that, and that over under, I like a lot of spots. I think it's a great spot for a lot of players. But the over-under and it being a tight divisional game is what scares me more than anything. And it could just be like a gross 17 to 14 game, which wouldn't be great for fantasy, but we'll see. You know, I've been continually saying Sam Howell is a start every week. I still believe that this week is another great spot, but... I mean, if this game is 10 to 13, I wouldn't be surprised. But if it was 30 to 24, I wouldn't be surprised either. I think it's a pretty wide range of outcomes for this game because of how bad these defenses are.
1: I didn't think we can get any lower than 37 and a half. But yet here we are with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Atlanta Falcons with Tampa Bay favored by two and a half. 37 points. No half. 37 points. So, even a lower total than the Gross. Daniel Jones and Sam Howe led Commanders and Giants. We've got the Baker Mayfield and Desmond Ritter. <sighs> Rank the quarterback matchups Desmond Ritter, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, Sam Howe, Mac Jones, Josh Allen, Gardner Minshew, PJ Walker, Tyson Bajan, Aiden O'Connell. Oh, man. Oh, baby. Just, it's rough out here. Yeah. It's like somebody farted it's in a the quarterback your mouth league. was open, man. Just you taste it. You can taste it. It's it's the you could taste the smell of stench in the air with this one. But Baker Mayfield,
0: Desmond Ritter, Jay, talk about it. It's not fun, right? It's not a great spot to be in. You know, I, I think when you're looking at the potential for fantasy, I think it's going to have to be another Ritter game because Tampa Bay is great ah, at stopping the Ritter run. game. That's what we need. Yeah. That, that, uh, that Desmond Ritter game. We need that, baby. Let's go. Not saying I like it, but the Bucks allowing 250 <laughs> passing yards per game, so maybe Ritter can get it done. I mean, we like Drake <laughs> Mar- London. Marlon Center. We- <laughs> appreciate what you just went on that damn rant, Ray, about
1: listen, Linda, we got football. He said, appreciate what we have. Stop shitting on the games, man. You're right.
0: You're right. Pot calling the kettle black. Go ahead, R.J. We got Ritter, hopefully in a good spot. Hopefully some Bijan through the oh, air because it doesn't look great on the ground. I don't know how I feel about starting Tyler Algier, but in this running back landscape this week, maybe you got to. I am a much bigger fan of Chris Godwin, Mike Evans this week, and I think there's a <laughs> yes. sneaky spot for Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer saw a lot of air yards oh, last boy. week. Baker just kept missing them. I think we may see some opportunity for Trey Palmer again this week, but if Mike Evans sees AJ Terrell... We should see a hell of a lot of chris godwin in this game i don't mind baker but again i still think the secondary can generate some turnovers for the falcons so i think there's a big opportunity for them there against baker but baker has been surprisingly good still this season so i don't hate it it's a Ritter game it's gonna probably have to be a Ritter game and that's disgusting because we've seen the good and we've seen the bad from desmond Ritter. so we could see some good drake london and we could see some awful drake london Good Kyle Pitts, bad Jonu Smith. We don't know what the hell we're getting, but Ray, yeah, every time two you see a Ritter game, it's just, just like that's not,
1: that doesn't make anybody feel good listening to this show. That's the title of the show: A Ritter game this weekend. Um, this is a, this
0: two, is a go go game. Two, two tight ends. What else do we have? Two would backs. you start Jonu or Pitts? That's all. That's my only question. You're starting Bijan. Rashad White is interesting. I probably wouldn't start him um but he is playing a lot of snaps he's like 72 percent of snaps which is insane but would you start john Pitts Pitts this week because i think the spot is fine we saw them get beat over the middle last week tampa bay did by uh detroit so is it a good spot
1: for John I or can, or Pitts? you can this start week? both of them i mean i'm starting john smith in leagues i think you can start both of them they're both involved in the offense they want to run a two tight end offense and kyle pitts is getting targeted he's getting down the field Johnu Smith's being targeted. He's uh, he's operating inside of the red zone. You can start both of those guys. Again, this tight end landscape, Jay, you're going to start both of them. You're going to start Kyle Pitts, and I think you can start Desmond. uh, Good Lord, Johnu Smith. Uh,
0: (laughs) Raider game, Uh, baby. Let's
1: go. Listen, Cade Otten, if you're absolutely desperate. Tyler Oshier, if you're absolutely desperate. A lot of people talking about Drake London. Absolutely, you could fire him up. He's not going to catch any passes for the first 17 minutes. Yep. Just relax and then out of nowhere it'd be like a 40-yard contested catch and then they'll start to get him going. So, yeah, you could play you could play Drake London. This is one where, you know, uh, Bijan, is this a Bijan game? We've been waiting for the big Bijan Robinson blow-up game. We'll see how this one works out, but this game again 37 point Over under total with Tampa Bay favored by two and a half. My big question to you, Jay, is if Ritter struggles, do we finally see Arthur Smith pull the plug on this experiment? Because it seems like every press conference I hear, everything that I read, that they've got full confidence and faith in Desmond Ritter leading this team to where they need to go.
0: I hope so, but I'm not confident in it. I mean, the, the like you mentioned, it's a Ritter game and it's on the road. And Ritter has played god-awful on the road so far this year. He's only been acceptable and decent for fantasy when he's at home. So that's definitely some concern for me with him playing on the road. I think they could go to Heineke, but I think as well, are they desperate enough yet? I don't know if they're desperate enough quite yet. Maybe next week if they lose this game, they will be. Um, I don't know if they're quite there yet. They hopefully lead on Bijan, but I think it won't be with much success because the Bucks are probably going to stop the run and play up against the run and force Ritter to pass in this one.
1: All right, Jay, 43.5 point over under in the Steelers-Rams game with L.A. favored by three points. We already talked about the injuries that the Rams have at the running back position. Everybody is hurt. It is a bunch of guys off the street. Zach yep. Evans... Dwayne McFarlane, shout out to Dwayne McFarlane and uh, Matthew Barry's Fantasy Life. He tweeted this out after the game last week that despite Puka Nakua's, I think, four for 26 outing over the last two weeks, he and Cooper Cup are earning 70% of the Rams passing volume. And now you're saying that there's no running backs that are going to be there. They literally might have an, a, an 80% target share in this matchup. It, it just might be all Cup, all Puka Nakua, Versus a Steelers defense that I I don't care who the running back is. I doubt they're going to be able to do much on the ground versus Pittsburgh. I believe Pittsburgh, they're a week off, well-rested, feeling yep. good defensively. Probably Rams are going to have to probably throw the ball. Just throw, throw, throw. Give me Cooper Cup. Give me Puka Nakua. Flex options, deeper leagues. Tutu Atwell, I still think is viable. There's been mm-hmm. If you're not watching the game and you're box scoring it, you're going to miss some of the unrealized yards that were there. I mean, there was a couple of weeks ago, 60-something yard touchdown grab that Matthew Stafford just led Tutu Atwell a little, bit, a little bit out on. I think you can throw him in there in a pinch. I don't trust any of the Rams running backs in this one. I don't trust any of them, Jay. A lot of people would be like, oh, fire up Zach Evans, and then we go out there and it's all Royce Freeman. It's all – Mm-hmm. just somebody else right it's all somebody else how they got two, two they got puka running the ball i don't know what sean McVay's going to do on the pittsburgh side of the ball listen we Jay, don't know what to expect i have no idea coming out of the bye you heard mike tomlin a couple of weeks ago things have to change uh, uh, yep. was that before their bye where things did things have to change before the yeah bye that, was before or, the bye. Right before that was
0: before the bye right before the bye, bye.
1: Things needed to change. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if it's going to be a strong dose of Najee, more Jalen Warren. Deontay Johnson is apparently back. How does that impact George Pickens? Pat Fryermuth is there. How does that impact Kenny Pickett? Do we see a better Kenny Pickett? Do we see the same Pickett? Do we see the same Najee, a better Warren? I don't know. Here's the thing, Jay. What I don't want to do is do this. Start Kenny Pickett. Start Deontay Johnson. Start George Pickens. Start Jalen Warren, Pat Fryermuth, and Najee Harris. I do not believe you could start six Steelers in this matchup. That is the bigger point that I'm making. I don't think you can start six Pittsburgh Steelers in this matchup. Maybe one or two. Which ones are you starting? Of the six, the two running backs, the two receivers, the quarterback, and the tight end, who who do you have the most confidence in plugging into your fantasy lineups this weekend?
0: I think, honestly, the only guy is George Pickens. Um, and the main reason why, and the reason why I think the running game could be viable, maybe not great, but viable in this matchup, and then going back to the passing game, is that the Rams have struggled to generate pressure this season. And so when you look at what could be for this Steelers passing game, if the Rams do struggle to generate pressure against this you know, not-so-great Steelers offensive line, but maybe it's an okay matchup for them, I think that Pickens would be the one to thrive. I'm sure Deontay will get targets, but obviously Pickens is the one who's been established in the offense, been healthy, been building rapport week after week. I think that, you know, Debra saying Warren and Pat Frymuth, yeah, again, Frymuth coming off the injury. How much is he going to play? What is his target? He's sure going to play? play. I don't he's know. Gonna play the, he's going to play the whole He'll time. Play.
1: He's, a, he's a tight end. He's going to play the whole damn time. He's, I, I feel you, but he's going to
0: play the it's whole tough. time. It's tough. It's tough. Like, I'm not starting Tyler Higbee. Like, that experience no. is, is no. over. Like, no. It's, it's done. But I think I'd feel confident in the Pickens You know, if you want to start Harris because you have to. Okay, the matchup is is okay, but it's important to point out: Pittsburgh Steelers have zero rushing touchdowns this season, Absolutely zero. One of two teams with zero rushing touchdowns this season. That needs to change. It has it changed this week? We'll see. Pickens would be my number one guy, uh, probably followed by Deontay Johnson, honestly. But you know, you talk about the Rams. Eleven personnel, ninety-four percent of the time, this, three wide say, receivers. No, isn't that number one in the NFL? Number one. I rate? believe it's number one in the NFL. Yeah, eleven personnel, ninety-four percent of the time. I actually called you because I was shocked. At how much tutu atwell is on the field he's on say the what field you want about lot. his production he's on the field, on the field every damn play whether he's getting the ball or not he's on the field and you have to be on the field to score fantasy points that's why i like him as a flex option against the steelers team deontay Johnson though,
1: or josh reynolds this week
0: i love me some josh reynolds but i i think i would go deontay johnson i think i would go deontay johnson i trust him to get his Five to seven targets. What about I can't this say one? That about Reynolds.
1: Who would you rather have, Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett?
0: I Fantasy. honestly think I might go Kenny Pickett. I think this Rams game has more shootout potential. I think the rush for the Rams is worse than you'd see for the Bucks. I think there's a lot of reasons to like Pickett in this matchup. It's one of the easier ones and more beatable ones. Like even Jimmy Garoppolo had a pretty good game. Um, very recently against the Steelers. And then obviously on the other side, like it's it comes out to the defense for the Steelers. How do they play against the Rams? I think the Rams can take advantage and just drop back and pass a thousand times.
1: Yeah, the, 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 the things the chat are saying today, I, I got Joe, she's making Desmond Ritter movie titles. And then we got Jalen Warranty. It's going to pay off for sure. What a fun show this Friday. I freaking love y'all. All right, Jay. Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals, Man, 43 and a half points total. All right, 43 and a half. Sneaky. We got some points. Let's go. Sneaky. We got Geno Smith. Listen, I a Geno. Last chance. Gino <laughs> It's uh Jay. Last chance. We need some Geno. I'm, I'm about I'm I'm getting I'm getting we're about to write back. We're about to write back, Geno. <laughs> we we're about, to write, about back. to write back. Let's get the let's get going, Gino Smith. All right. We got Seattle, Arizona. No Kyler in this one, right? No Kyler this week. We got no yeah, Kyler. No Kyler. Right? No, Kyler. No, Kyler, no, Kyler yeah. no Kyler. So we still got the Astro, Josh Dobbs up there. Got Geno Smith, Kenneth Walker, JSN. Jay, you excited about some JSN this week? A little bit of Tyler Lockett, some some DK Metcalf, a little bit of Keontae Ingram in this matchup. Top storyline, Kenneth Walker. Let's smash, baby. Yeah. Kenneth Walker, let's go get it. Let's go get it. Kenneth Walker versus this defense. Run, run, run! What's what's some notes on what he did last year versus Arizona on the season? What did he do versus the versus this team?
0: Yeah, so in two games last season, Ray forty-five carries for Kenneth Walker, twenty-six mm. and twenty-one in those games, two hundred six yards. He had to believe hundred and seven and ninety-six, three touchdowns. Obviously, two touchdowns one game, one touchdown the other game. Still, also adding seven receptions for thirty-three yards as well. Running back two right now in terms of production expected by DraftKings and one of the only running backs who's projected for over a touchdown right now relative to the odds. So, yes, definitely a great spot for Kenneth Walker, but also looks to be a pretty good spot for Geno Smith as well. As much as I don't want to admit it, it is a good matchup dk looks favorable jsn looks favorable locker looks favorable now dk is in with a bit of an injury but he has been playing through it probably will play again in this matchup as well if Gino can't get it done here i'm done with him like i'm i'm absolutely done with them jsn needs to get on the field more he's only playing in three wide receiver sets It is what it is, but he even looks good as well because you look at what the books have for these guys, they're all pretty high numbers relative to what they've been putting up. And then as well, Hollywood on the other side looks great. I'm not really too inclined to start Gonta Ingram. I don't know how you feel about it. Seattle's run D has actually been pretty good, so I'm not too inclined to start him, but he would probably be the guy you would start if you had to start a guy there for Arizona. Uh,
1: JSN, top 36 wide receiver, rest of the season. What do you think? No, no. You were very quick to dismiss that.
0: I don't. I don't think so. No. I mean, what do you expect him to do when he's getting like what thirty to forty yards a game and has and he's probably gonna not gonna score a touchdown. Yeah.
1: When they get I inside mean, it, when they get inside the money situation, it's gonna be it's gonna be. Kenneth or they Walker. throw to DK or Lockett. it. Like Debro says, he doesn't know if DK Metcalf plays this week. So yeah, we'll see. We shall see. If DK's in, then.
0: It's very just, bleak for JSN. It's very bleak for and JSN. And even the other other note on Seattle, quick, Ray, is Jake Bobo has been playing a lot on the outside when Lockett and Metcalf are not outside. So they're playing only 80% of snaps Bobo's at 37, and then you have JSN at 57. So, like, even if there was an opportunity where Metcalf missed some time, we still may see JSN operate in the slot, uh, and Jake and, Bobo and is actually know, the guy who goes and you outside. you know Pete
1: Carroll loves those guys. Pete Carroll doesn't give a shit about draft capital, name. Yep. He's going to play the Thomas Rawls of the world. He's going to play the Chris Carsons of the world. He's going to give those guys a shot. You know he loves some Jake Bobo. You know he does. So, yeah, it's not that Jake Bobo is good. It's the fact that he's taken – Just snap an opportunity away from other players. Arizona side of the ball. Is this the last stand for Josh Dobbs? Is this it for our boy Josh, man? Is it over after this week? Is this it for Josh Dobbs? Could be. Think about the people who got cashed out on Dobbs earlier, man. Just even a second-round pick for those starts. Kyler Murray probably back. Hollywood Brown, good matchup here for Seattle for Hollywood. I know Michael Wilson's getting some pub. I'm excited to see what happens with the tight ends once Kyler comes back. I know Trey McBride. Started off a little slow. It's been a lot of Zach Ertz, but if you've been if yeah. you've been peeping, man, McBride, a little bit, a little bit of Trey McBride, I'm excited to see if he can operate well with Kyler Murray and the running backs. No, I'm not excited to start Keontae Ingram, no. And I think DeMarcado still led the team in snaps. I believe he led the, he led the, team the running in snaps. Back and, yeah. And, snaps and John nothing. Just <laughs> didn't get anything, which is kind of weird. Just decoy DeMarcado. We'll see how that works this week and I do I have him that. in some bet. You like that decoy DeMarcado? Yeah. I just thought it yeah. of off the rip. All right. Denver versus Jordan Love and the Green Bay
0: Packers 45 points. Is this right? It's right. Um Ray, I was just as shocked as you were. I mean, it, I think is it speaks a lot is this the highest Total, not the highest total, it's one of the higher one ones. One of the though. higher
1: ones. Well, it's higher than anything we just talked about: 43 and a half, 43 and a half, 37, 40. It's one of the highest that we've discussed. So, okay, let's get into it. Uh, Russell Wilson versus
0: Jordan Love. Yeah, I mean, this really comes down to the Denver defense, right? It it does seem like a high total, but with how bad Denver's been, can Jordan Love get the ball down the field? Aaron Jones is back, which I think is so big. We've seen how this offense has struggled without Aaron Jones. He already has lines out, already at practice, should be playing. I thought he was going to play last week, obviously didn't, but is going to be back this week. All indications are he will be back. Christian Watson, another week of actually being healthy. Romeo Dobbs has been great. It really comes down to be as Jordan Love is, is can he get it done in this matchup? Because I don't want to say he's been really bad, but he hasn't been great. And it feels like he's getting worse and worse the more we see him on the field. And so I hope that this past week, he took some time found himself a little bit, reconnected with his wide receivers, and you put up a big game against his Denver defense, because his Denver defense is terrible. On that side, I would consider starting Russell Wilson in Superflex, and I would start Cortland Sutton, but I cannot start Jerry Judy with confidence. The guy is never on the field. He's losing snaps to Brandon Johnson. He's losing snaps to little Jordan Humphrey. Like, Cortland Sutton's the only receiver actually playing 80-plus percent of snaps. He's playing almost 90% of snaps right now, so he's the guy I would feel confident in playing simply because he's on the field, We'll see if he actually gets targets. You heard Sean Payton?
1: You heard Sean Payton? They were asking about Marvin Mims, and he's like, ah, it's just hard to find a role with uh, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. It's just hard to get him on the field. Just a little too difficult to to figure that one out. Green Bay, you talked about Aaron Jones. Romeo Dobbs on the outside. Christian Watson starting to get his groove back. We saw the big connection with Jordan Love last week. The big, I think it was Mm. like 50, 60-something yard pass. Yeah, yeah, big play to, to Christian Watson to see how those guys get going. Um, must starts. I think it's Christian Watson. If Aaron Jones is active, you have to start him. Uh, how do you feel about Romeo Dobbs? Is he a must start as well? Do you think you must? He's a must start player in this one with the total forty five points. Jay Green Bay favored by one versus. You could his bad definitely defense. make
0: the case. Um, I think in terms of just like ranking them, I think I would. Prefer to start, maybe not from a fantasy scoring standpoint, but Mike Musgrave is in a really good spot as well at tight end, right? Musgrave We're talking about tight got ends. his
1: ass chewed out last week, but hopefully, hopefully <laughs> that did. that he did he did mess return. up last
0: week. But yeah, I think you know, Dubs we'll, is
1: a must start. I okay. I think you I think you have to start him. You see what I'm saying? Like, Probably, yeah. If unless your wide receiver room is booming, you know what I'm saying. If your wide receiver room is booming and you've got studs left and right, cool. You're not going to start him over. Are you starting them over Chris Godwin or Mike Evans? No. Okay. Well, that's so yes. But yeah, yeah, those guys, we know the target shares for those guys. Let me ask you this. Are you starting them over any Patriots wide receiver and every Bills wide receiver not named Stephon Diggs? Would you start Romeo Dobbs over everybody in that? So you'd start Gabe Davis over? I think I would,
0: I think, yeah, I think I would consider starting Gabe Davis over and I think I would potentially even consider starting Kendrick Bourne over him. Kendrick Bourne over him? Yeah. Because I think the volume could be there, right? Gabe Davis, obviously, touchdown upside is immense. Ugh. And then Kendrick Bourne on the back end is, if he can see, you know, I, I like Dobbs. I think there could be opportunity for him, but I don't know if this is a smash spot per se. Because what about the running we'll backs? What about
1: McLaughlin, McLaughlin and
0: Peele? I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I mean, You got to start Javante because the matchup is good. But Green Bay isn't like a bad defense either, right? So that's that's where I struggle. I think they're going to have to throw the ball. Who they throw it to is, is the biggest question. Um... I think the answer is Javante, McLaughlin maybe, Piran still playing a ton of snaps, but again, we don't know what to expect from this offense, and I think no one should feel confident about this running game.
1: Oh, starting Jaden Reed because I'm desperate. Damn, Tater. Sound desperate. <sighs> Ooh, all right, all right, Jay. Before we get to the to the two games that we actually want to talk about, really quickly, because real? I know we say it every week, your rosters have been wrecked. Come on over. Go on over there. Let's get these rosters reviewed, baby. DynastyTradesIn5.com forward slash roster reviews. You can scan the QR code, sign up. You can get a quick roster reviews done very, very quickly. If you want Scott and Shane to review your rosters on video, talk to you, let you know how shitty your moves you've made, they will do that. And if you want the creme de la creme with me and Scott and Shane, scan that QR code. We'll review those rosters, help you fix it before your trade deadlines, and you're not asked out come rookie draft time. So get on over there so we can get that done, Jay. Let's move to the final two games, and these are two exciting games. So get excited. Get the energy back up, Jay. Get, Get some music. Give me some music. Let's get the energy back up. Okay. There we go. Turn it off. I just wanted to hear it real quick. Turn it off. Kansas City Chiefs versus the L.A. Chargers, Jay. Chiefs, Chargers, divisional matchup. Let's go. Justin Herbert. Did you see the energy around Justin Herbert on social media this past week? Uh, is he worth no. it? Is Justin Ooh. Herbert worth Oh, Oh, you, you didn't see Is he worth it? Oh, is he boy. worth the contract? Just because he lost to the Cowboys? Damn. No, they, they say he is the, the stat king in the regular season and doesn't do anything. In big games, they say he, sh- he shows up very small, never gets it done in the big game. There's been a lot of discourse about old Justin Herbert. And is he worth the contract? And he's just a stat kind of guy. I am just telling you what the, what the streets are saying, Jay, but we got Kansas City, LA divisional game. Got McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman's back for Kansas City. I'm sure, sure he'll, he'll be playing, helps right? Those yeah. receivers, we get the Rasheed Rice. Everybody's excited about Rasheed Rice. What are the top storylines, Jay? What are the best the
0: biggest fantasy
1: storylines in this
0: one? I mean, you said it, like, yes, it is fantasy, but it's a bit of real life, Uh-oh. too, is can Justin Herbert win the Uh-oh. big game? Blake oh, Griffin, boy. the talk, talk Griffin. about a throwback. <laughs> talk about ah, a throwback. That's My how you goodness.
1: know Rico rocks with us, because he knows uh, the, the, the joke, the Blake Griffin of the NFL, Justin Herbert, man, that's a, that is a two-year-old throwback. But and when you going, think
0: about it, right, Blake Griffin, social media NBA player? Right? Remember that narrative? Maybe. I, I, maybe I'm a not, little bit. I didn't say any But of that. Go ahead. 1-4 and four versus Mahomes. He did get one big win, but since then has been losing a lot. Again, some unfortunate instances. If you recall, everyone last season, pick six on in the end zone, basically on the goal line. Gerald Everett forgot to run a route. Didn't run it fully. Pick six by Justin Herbert. Not really his fault. It was sort of play calling, sort of situation, sort of a lot of different things. They ran fast, and Everett was tired. He wasn't ready to make that play. He didn't. And then ultimately ended in a pick six. But I think this is the bigger story for the Chargers. If they lose, they're going to drop to two and four, Ray. At that point, are they even contenders in no. the AFC? Big no. game for no. the Chargers. No. No. They're not contenders now. No.
1: oh. No. N-O. Okay.
0: No. But the biggest story, and we all want to see it, get Rasheed Rice on the damn field. This guy is performing every time he's on the field why is sky Moore in for 60 percent of plays he doesn't do he anything stinks. on the field he stinks it makes no he sense stinks. get rasheed rice on the field i think we see some Miko as well in this game because he knows the offense it will probably be more gadget style um hopefully he just takes sky Moore's role because he's probably better than sky hey, Moore in that role anyways I,
1: I, honestly have the chiefs been good at drafting skill position players <sighs> I'm just thinking. I'm like, man, and maybe in my mind it's just two. So it's the you're thinking, of Clyde, Sky, thinking right? of Clyde and Sky, right? I'm just thinking of Clyde and Sky. Maybe it's a lot better than 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 uh, than
0: than Hershey, the right? They did draft Mahomes, right? You know, like
1: they fell in. Makes up for a it, lot, it, right? It, it makes <laughs> it,
0: Mahomes. Mahomes
1: is carrying a lot right now. This feels very Brady-esque. Doesn't it? Feel, doesn't it? It does feel, it feel very Brady. Doesn't it feel a little Brady esque, right? You've got he covers up Brady a lot of problems. Gronk. Brady and Gronk, you've got Mahomes and Kelsey, and then just a lot of shit
0: just around all of them, right? You got, well, think about it, right? You draft Sony Michelle, you draft Nikhil Harry. It's not so bad when you got Patrick Mahomes and you draft CEH and Sky Moore, but when you got Mac Jones, it's a problem. Right? It's a problem. Timbre- it
1: feels very TB twelve ish and. Hopefully, now Rice. up they yes. did
0: bring have Tyreek as well. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, Tyreek's pretty good.
1: Yes, and, and Kareem, huh? but he's better and, without and, Patrick Mahomes and, and Kareem. Tyre, hey y'all owe Tyreek an apology. You, because you laughed hysterically. Well, I remember the episode because we came on here and Tyreek was, I'm going be to be better with uh, you it seemed wild, and he has been he's literally been better with Tua. He's been better yeah, he has. in that offense with Tua. But, yes, Rasheed Rice, Jay, golly, uh, Please, three and a I half minutes God. later. Yes, I'm excited to see Rasheed Rice in this matchup. Hopefully they continue to get him the ball more. Looks like he can be a player for him. I think he's not Tyreek Hill, right? He is not Tyreek Hill. He's not the same yeah. type of athlete. He's not the same player. He doesn't bring the same fear to opposing defenses as Tyreek. But – I do think he's the type of wide receiver that Mahomes can maybe grow to lean on. He's not Tyreek, yeah. but big physical body, can catch can catch well, does stuff after the catch. I think Rasheed Rice is, as one of the players I've been trying to buy in Dynasty, J. I've been trying to get me some Rasheed Rice on the low before the big breakout game comes. And, you know, I got a little soft spot for him, man. I got to really visit with him, chop it up with him. We shared French fries in the okay, elevator. Yeah. Yeah, shared French fries in the elevator. I hooked him up. He wasn't supposed to have it. I said, man, you can have some fries. We're both from Dallas. Let's do it, baby. But I'm excited to see Rasheed Rice in this one. On the Chargers side of the ball, it's like Austin Eckler, first game back. Hopefully, he plays a little bit better in his second game coming back from injury. Yeah. So we should see some points. in the over-under total in this one is 48 with Kansas City favored by 5 and a half, Jay. Let's round it out with I think the best game on the slate Uh, that doesn't have to be, it's not hard to get there, Uh, but the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Miami Dolphins. Jalen Hurts in this Eagles offense, bad, bad loss versus the Jets last week. Miami Dolphins continue to put foot in everybody that they play to Tyreek, 2,600 yards, all this other stuff. What do you think? Philly's defense has has been able, you've been able to beat Philly's defense this year. You've been able to get over the top, underneath, you got Waddle, Tyreek. You've got Mostert. I believe Jeff Wilson is back this week. What happens in this, this is a big, this is a big game for Philadelphia, Jay. This this feels like a bigger game for Philly than it does Miami, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, 100%. I'm with you. Philly coming off an awful loss. They're playing at home. They're playing against a great team in the Miami Dolphins. And I think if you want to be considered a Super Bowl contender, you have to at least contend and win a game like this. And I think last week they showed that they would probably get outclassed by the Dolphins right now. So they're going to have to really get their shit together. And play well but as you mentioned and we talked about this last week the philly defense has been terrible they've been allowing a ton of air yards to wide receivers i talked about how even zach wilson could get his with garrett wilson against his philly defense and that's exactly what happened right and so you just imagine okay so now you say last week they couldn't cover garrett wilson and zach wilson now they're going to somehow manage to cover tyreek hill jalen waddle and Tua Tagovailoa throwing the ball all over the field it just seems like an absolute matchup disaster for the Philadelphia Eagles right now. I think they're going to have to run the ball a lot to just keep the ball out of the hands Phil, of the Philly's Miami Dolphins. going to have to run it a lot, so this is a DeAndre Swift game, is it what you're saying? I think it's their best course of action. Yeah, like they're going to have to throw the ball, play, play, action, but the best way to beat the Dolphins is to keep the ball away from them. They're scoring like 38 points a game. It's ridiculous. The one of four teams to have 15 rushing touchdowns and 15 passing touchdowns through six weeks. I mean, they still have, I think, the most yards in history through six weeks. Like, this is the most potent offense we've seen potentially of all time. And they don't even play the whole game. So, like, from that standpoint alone, you just have to be so worried about what could happen. But I think Philly has to run the ball and run the ball effectively. Jalen Hurts has to be the MVP. Not an MVP candidate. He has to be the MVP. And this is a big bounce-back opportunity for Devontae Smith. I hopefully, I hope he can do that in this game, because he has had a couple of down weeks in a row.
1: Yeah, man. Smitty, he dropped a wide open pass last week in the middle of the field. Would have picked up like 40. Just dropped it. Yeah. It's... The, uh, listen the offense is just not the, it it feels much different than when they had Shane Steich in there working. This is a different type of offense. This is a big, this is a big game for Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. This is a big game and that defense is not the same. So you're right. Philadelphia, they were able to score points on, on opposing off on opposing defenses last year and then completely shut down opposing offenses. But that's not happening this year. So Jalen Hurts, you can't throw three interceptions. You've got to get the ball to your playmakers. He's got to use his legs, Jay. He's got to use his legs. So 100%. this is one where you can beat the Miami defense. The question is, can you stop them from scoring? And I'll just tell you this. Watching Miami play, like watching their offensive creativity is a joy. Just watch what they mm-hmm. do with the running backs, with the receivers. They're, the, the, the pass play to Raheem Mostert last week to score a touchdown – the play Insane. design was just awesome. Like how they've got Smythe in motion, then they bring uh, Raheem Mostert from the opposite side of the quarterback, and they get it to him. And the and it's like a blocker out there. Just beautiful play designs from Mike McDaniel. It is just it is a joy to watch Miami play football. And this is the Sunday night game, so we got to make sure we got everything wrapped up yep. so we can tap into this one. Philly, Miami with Philly is is Philly favored?
0: Philly's favored. Yeah, Philly's by two and a half. Favored by two. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I don't know. how so I feel about that. Du-
1: plus money to the man.
0: Yeah, plus money to the Dolphins. All right. All right. We'll that watch. home field Philly advantage D-Bro, is real, bro. D
1: bro, let me ask you, because I don't think you heard it, D. Bro. Debro saying Tua MVP. D bro, make the case for Tua over Tyreek. Why not? Who's let me ask you this. Real is it more Tua or is it more Tyreek? Who is who's the engine? Is Tua driving Tyreek or is Tyreek the one propelling and driving Tua. I, I want to know, yeah, like real, I, and I don't. I don't know. I'm. I don't have a strong lead either way. I said at the beginning of the show, I think Tyreek should be in strong consideration for MVP as well, especially if he can get to that 2,000 yard mark. But I'm just curious: is it more Tua or is it more Tyreek in that offense? What do you? What say y'all? And I'll. Just I think the some, fact
0: that it's close at all, Ray. Is says a lot, right? The fact that you can even make the case at all, like Christian McCaffrey is like 15 to one to win MVP and Brock Purdy is like 11 to one to win MVP. Same situation, right? The fact that it's even close in the conversation says a lot about how great each player is. d said, if Cup couldn't win it, then Reek won't. And I believe, what did
1: Cup have? Like 120 receptions for 19- Yeah, a triple crown, right? Yeah, 1900. And I think he had, what, 18 touchdowns? Well, wasn't I can't that the rem- year the Mahomes won?
0: I'm not Mahomes sure. Mahomes
1: won last year. Yeah, Mahomes won last year. Rodgers won the year before that, I believe. I think I think it was Mahomes, Rodgers. I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to, I really just want to know Cooper Cup's stat line because I don't think Tyreek is going to have the reception numbers that Cooper Cup has. Not no. sure about the TDs, but 2,000 yards, something that's never been done in the NFL. I don't know. So Cup was
0: 145, 1947, and 16. One, he had 145 catches. 191 targets, 145 receptions, 1,947 yards, and 16 touchdowns. So if Tyree 114 cr- so, yards a game.
1: I mean, but if anything, man, it, it kind of proves the Tyree case even more. If he's getting a 2,000 yards on, I don't know what his catch projection, his reception projection total is, but...
0: So he say- is currently 20 yards a game higher than Cooper Cup was his his um Offensive Player of the Year season. He's averaging 19.4 yards a catch. And as I mentioned, he's only playing 65% of snaps. And and there's no
1: way he's getting to 140 receptions, which means he's going to surpass him in yards with significantly less receptions. How many touchdowns does Tyreek have right now? Six. One per game.
0: So he's right on track. All right. It's crazy. He has 42 receptions and 814 yards. Yeah, I know. It's the highest yards perception of
1: his entire career. I know. He's he can he can get a thousand yards in week seven. Like that is insane
0: to he, me. Ray? If anything, yeah, I think he this, may this have a thousand pro- yards this week. Like yeah, he, he might, may get he might to it this have, week. Like
1: to me, this proves that I would rather like you're talking about being impressive. Cups was, there's no doubt what Cooper Cup did was incredible. Like, come on, triple crown, 140 receptions, 190 targets. But if you're telling me Tyreek is about to probably if he continues on this trajectory, two, three, 400 yards more than Cooper Cup
0: on 50 less receptions. And they break the record for the greatest, like most potent offense of all time in terms Man. of yardage, right? Like the narratives, they're already forming. With running ba- with two dominant running backs, with enough,
1: if anything, this just proves the case that Tyreek even more so than Cooper Cup. But interesting little conversation. Let me see. I think it's super close. That's what Joe said. Two, uh, uh, unlocked freak reek reek will get votes but mvp is a qb award yeah i mean we know that's why we're having the conversation we all know it goes to a quarterback but if there were ever going to be a case for a receiver it's like damn man come on top five all time not mvp it's possible to hold both ideas uh what else do we have before we get out of here if he gets uh 53 more yards with an extra game we'll see all right is tyreek a top five wide receiver all time right now
0: Man, I have no problem saying yes. No problem saying yes. He's he's so good, right? Like, there's not a soul in the NFL that can cover him. And he's I mean, you can say defi- that about all, all-time wide receivers.
1: I'll say this. Unequivocally, I think he's top two most, like, freak, ridiculous players Here's at the Here's a question position. for you, actually. I th- I think, I think Do you think he- he's
0: better than Antonio Brown? I think that's a good benchmark for, like, modern NFL. Do you think Dude, he's better than th- Antonio This is a Brown? whole
1: show. I, I, I've i got to go, Jay. But this is a great... A, people got it. A.B. was a different cat, dog. A.B. A, he was. A.B. was just as dominant. He was just as dominant. Now, he got everything. It was just Ben Roethlisberger to A.B. But A.B., the stretch that he went on, I think Tyreek and Calvin Johnson are the two most unique wide receivers to ever play the game for very different reasons. Calvin was they're both they both were the same type of speed but Calvin was 6 foot 5 240 and Tyreek is 5 foot 9 185 pounds so for very opposite archetype reasons i think they're the two unicorns the the two biggest unicorns to ever play the position probably the two most dangerous dangerous wide receivers that we've seen but i also i was able to watch like the end of Jerry Rice's career I was able to follow from Marshall all the way through the end, watching Randy Moss play football, watching Terrell Owens from when he took over from Jerry Rice. And for those of y'all who remember the game uh, in Candlestick Park where T.O. caught the game-winning touchdown pass, believe it was versus the Packers. He's crying. It was sort of the changing of the guard in San Francisco. I've seen some dope receivers play, man. I haven't seen somebody like Tyreek Hill. He's a different kind of cat. He's a different kind of cat. Is he top five all time? Even if I say no, the fact that we're having the conversation and making cases and thinking about it lets you know how damn good he is. And, Jay, it doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. So it's been an incredible uh, story arc for him because he was just a special teams kind of gadget guy coming yeah. out of Oklahoma State and worked his way. There's a whole damn show. There's a whole damn show. I hear the chat going crazy. We got a super chat in here. What do we have? Uh, this is when we were talking about Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes asked, asked for Clyde Edwards a lair. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Yeah, we got to stop letting these players try to pick uh BGMs for their team. Uh let me see if there's anything. Reek is a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Like, no yeah. doubt. Julio Jones, Ross Moss, Fitzgerald. Would you I take Tyreek over Larry in his prime? Would you take Tyreek or Larry in there? And Larry was freaking I'd take dope. Tyreek. Like, Larry this was ain't awesome. no disrespect to Larry. I got Larry in my top five right now. But if you're like Larry or Tyreek, maybe it's a little prisoner of the moment. But it's a good this sure. is a good conversation. This is a good Debro says Rice. Moss, AB Calvin Johnson top 4. TO is a TO is in my top 5. T- Tara Lowe, say what you want about the off-field shit, but on the field, different kind of cat, man. But appreciate everybody being in the building today uh for another week of wake up. We got a lot of dope content on the channel destinationdevy.com. Check it out. My weekly ranks for week 7 to be up later today. Uh, What else do we have? Podcast, Jay Rich's show, Straight to the Bank. College football show on Saturday. I think I'll be doing a prop vetting video a little bit later tonight. But I'm going to the Rangers game, baby. I got to get out of here, Jay. I got to get to work. You you got to get to the Rangers game, game, baby. baby. Let's go. Rangers game. I'm ready, man. But we appreciate everybody watching, rocking, all that good stuff. Make sure you tap in breakfast and best with me on Sunday morning. We'll see y'all bright and early on Wake Up on Monday. We out. Peace.